frankly could not give a damn because I'm in Bangladesh. I have done it. And now I'm just going to taxi to the gate. Alright, my parking brakes are set. I'm turning on the old overhead. Starting the APU. APU is cranking. Signs off. Well, I guess we have to leave the smoking sign on. Um, and going down to the old pedestal. Engine number one cut off. Engine number two cut off. And with that, we've done it. Time of arrival is, according to this, 1804 Zulu. So that's it. Um, I have now flown from... Um, from Istanbul to Bangladesh, uh, Dahar, or whatever, wherever the hell it is. Um, so, I'm here, and that's great, and uh, it'll be time to plan for the next leg, and uh, since the next leg's into Japan, and I know the stars are well established for that, and the SIDS, uh, I'll be happy to do that here in just a moment and get the hell out of Bangladesh. Uh, but this one is done and a relative success. So uh, there you go. Uh, opening the doors so the people can get out and criticize my flying now. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here again. And this time I am ready to do the third leg of the round and the world trip in less than 42 hours trip uh gonna be using the 737-900 again i'm gonna continue to use use this plane until i get down here to singapore which will be the end of the third leg um and then we'll probably go up to the 767-300 or uh we may try the 757-200 again in uh flight sim 9 uh because we've had luck with that before uh the only problem with that as i recall uh is possibly that the radio doesn't work uh i may need to check that again though um or at least n doesn't work online so um that's what we'll be doing here and i just need to check that this is recording it no yes it is okay uh, very good then. Very, very good then. So, um, so anyway, um, it is time for push and start. I've already got my clearance. Um, and put that into Unicom. I've got my flight plan. Uh, the flight plan for reference here is um, going to be. Um, from Victor Golf Zulu Romeo to Whiskey Sierra Sierra. Uh, traveling times estimated to be 3 hours 20 minutes. Estimated uh, traveling distance 1,574 miles, so well within the range of the 7379. Um, the route itself, uh, Victor Golf Zulu Romeo. Alpha, an Admil 2 to Admil. Then the Gulf 463 to Waneka to Domap to uh, on the B463 to Suppen, then the Bug 30, and then um, Nylon uh, for, the for the portion of the star that we'll be using here, and that'll take us into uh, the uh, runway 20s in 
in Singapore there, which, uh, given current weather, is what we can expect. So, with that briefing done, um, going back to the init ref page, and for a moment, for takeoff, uh, V1's 149, uh, we'll be using 25 degrees of flaps today. Uh, VR is 150 and V2 is 156, so I'm setting the auto throttle for 156 right now. And that's done, so that's checked. Trims 4.6 degrees, our center of gravity 23.2 degrees. Um,. Our, according to our legs page, our initial, initial holding altitude is going to be 12,000, so 12,000 is set and checked on the MCP. And uh, auto brakes for takeoff will be RTO, and we'll set the flaps here in a minute on taxi. Um, other than that, uh, like I said, time to release the brake, push, and start. And we're pushing now, so time to go up to the overhead panel. Make sure both packs are off. Uh, no smoking sign on. Fasten seatbelt sign on. And isolation valve open. APU bleed on. And... Um, now let's try starting the engines as long as I've done everything right here. That should be number one there. And there goes number one. We've now stopped the pushback. With plenty of room, we did that properly. Always a good thing to do that sort of thing properly. And number one is running. So with that done, time to start number two. And fuel runs fuel run on number two. And number two is indeed running. Two good starts. Gen one on, gen two on, and finish now with the APU. So APU's coming off. And close the APU isolation valve. And packs both to auto. So the passengers are all nice and comfortable, not whining at me. Um, and with that done, we are ready to taxi. And given the winds here, we will be taxiing. Uh, runway 14. So, uh, just a minute here. I'll be releasing the brakes. 
Those are the breakers released, and time for taxi. Set in flaps so it doesn't bitch at me. Flaps are now set at 25. LNAB pre-select. And I'll pre-select level change. Oh, wait, I can't pre-select. That's right. So that just leads us to taxi. And take care of the radio ta stack to set our squawk code real quick. It'll be 4242 just like last time. All right, with that set, continue taxi. Meantime, flight director on, auto throttle armed. Mm, we're looking good. Should be a good takeoff. Uh, auto brake, sorry, set to RTO. And other than that, we are ready to go. It's just a matter of getting to the runway now. And uh, it won't be long before I'm the hell out of Bangladesh, which, um, you know, I don't know actually anything about Bangladesh. Um, and I feel kind of guilty for that. But at the same time, getting here um, in the sim has been a challenge. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a real victory to be moving on to Singapore. Singapore, I like. Singapore's a nice airport. Um, it would be fun to actually go to Singapore, so uh, it'll be good. Good to be uh, in cruise on uh, the third leg here on my uh, round-the-world trip. Um, to go over the statistics for the last uh, leg, the actual time of departure was 8.16 Zulu. And the um, actual tra traveling time was 7 hours, 27 minutes. And that was with all those go-arounds. And the um, actual traveling distance was 3,000. Um, hang on, just making the turn here towards the runway. Trying to stay on the taxiway. Good thing. Uh, the actual traveling distance there was 3,215 miles. And the actual time of arrival was 1543 Zulu. So, alright. Now on taxiway November, holding short runway 14. Which means we set the transponder now. And we move the FMC so it's not in the way. And we get ready for a takeoff roll here. 
setting initial thrust. Engines are looking good. They're stable. Backing off on the thrust a little bit to get us around the corner and lined up. And lining up on the center line. All lined up. Take off power. And we're rolling. Airspeed's alive. Eighty knots. 80 knots. Getting to the end of the runway here. V1's 149. Uh, it's going to be a close one. 141, 142. Rotate. And positive rate. It took a little bit longer to do that run than I would have liked, but we're up. Gear up. Autopilot to command. And speed hold is 156. And we're making that left-hand turn. I'm actually taking the speed up to 180. Had a minor heart attack there, but we're all right. And turning now initially for course. And climbing 4,000 feet a minute. Speed's increasing now. Continuing our climb. We took off from a different end of the runway than I expected, so we have to kind of get ourselves oriented here in departure. Uh, going about 180, climbing through 2,500 now, so we're safe from the evil ground. Climb about 3,000 feet a minute. Oh, excuse me, just less than 2,000 feet a minute. And we're just about oriented now. And I'm taking the speed all the way up to 250. And once we get above 10,000 feet, I will engage um, VNAV. 
which will give us um, the proper um, climb ratio and efficient climb um, and allow us to ex to exceed 250 knots. For the moment though, we're on the course, climbing away. Um, heading southeast at the moment. And it's good to be, as I say, climbing enough away from that particular airport, that particular segment. And uh, what happened there on departure there was, uh, you know, right after lifting the gear up and and getting initially situated in that first 700 feet or so. Um, I put autopilot to command. I engaged LNAV. I engaged speed hold. Um, what I didn't do was engage anything that would have controlled the altitude. Uh, so what I should have done was, was hit LNAV. Um, and so because I didn't hit LNAV, LNAV uh, the initial climb power went away and then we got closer to the ground then then would have been preferable. So, uh, but we got it fixed, and now we're climbing, and life is fan-damn-tastic. Um, as my friends constantly say, I'm never flying with you, ever. And uh, that's probably a good idea based on that departure, but, well, you know. Uh, passengers aren't complaining too much, or at least I haven't heard anything from them yet. So climbing through 7,000, uh, comfortably climbing away from the ground now. And uh, I'm just waiting for uh, to pass 10,000 so I can go completely um, hands off and do my sightseeing here as we fly over Southeast Asia and make our way towards Singapore. And um, getting over that cloud layer now, it's, it's quite gorgeous. Um, it's night, which is unfortunate uh, for wanting to see the flight simulator version of scenery here but uh, still the, the cloud layer is actually is actually quite nice um, this is a short little three hour jaunt so it won't be long before I'll be down in Singapore and then uh, then I could start flying the bigger planes again um, not that the 737-900 isn't a big plane. It's a respectable plane, just slightly smaller, 17 feet smaller than the 757-200. Um, and it's just, the, the thing about it is, it's uh, very easy to fly, very fun to fly, but it just doesn't have the range uh, to get across the, the spans of water or to get the, to get the jumps in it that I need it. And actually, it didn't have the range to do the last leg. And really, the 757 doesn't either. Um, so I was cheating by refueling. Uh, but it's just frustrating for me because I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely in love with the um, 737. Um, it's 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 one of my favorite planes, particularly the PMDG version of it. Um, and it just doesn't have the range. So maybe what I'll have to do is get the MD-11 from PMDG. Uh, or, st or, you know, go back to flying the 747 more, um, you know, just, just varying the, the amount of, of traveling time I do with the 747, because you can use the 747 on shorter, shorter hops, um, it just generally doesn't make very much sense, and it's, you know, it's such a, it's such a large plane, 
Um, it, it can be so awkward low to the ground that it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a workload. Um, I'm, I love the 747 as much as the 737, if not more. Um, but, it, but it is a lot of work. All right, we are past 10,000 now, so with that, VNAV is engaged, which uh, will now manage the speed for me. Um, and we're going up. Uh, now, we're going to capturing 12,000. And we're going all the way up to flight level 310, which is our cruising altitude for this leg. As I say, it's a very short leg. Um, and apparently we're not too concerned about fuel efficiency, so... MCPs set to flight level 310. VNAV is engaged. LNAV is engaged. Auto throttle is armed and on. Managing our speed at the moment. Uh, left autopilot is in command. And I'm just sitting back enjoying the scenery. Uh, the only thing that I forgot to do was lift the rest of the flaps, uh, which I am doing right now. Um, and we'll pretend that never happened. Uh, auto brakes are off, and we're good for cruise. Uh, so I will talk to you guys probably at cruise or at top of descent on my way now to Singapore. And, uh, going to enjoy it. Talk to you guys later. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, at this time we have begun our descent into Singapore. We are currently 78 miles out and uh, should be on the ground there within 20 minutes. Uh, we'd like to ask you please at this time to return to your seats. Uh, clear the aisleways in front of you, put your tray tables in the upright and locked position and make sure all your luggage is either underneath the seat in front of you or in the securely fastened overhead luggage bins. Once again, we'll be down in Singapore in 20 minutes. And uh, thank you for flying with us today and hope you enjoy the rest of the flight. All right, again, with that fake PA announcement made to the fake passengers, um, as I say, I am descending now. Uh, descending about 2,300 feet a minute. And... Uh, Heading into uh, Singapore, 71 miles out now. My um, next waypoint, um, PU03G is 35 miles away. Then Nylon, which is just before the final fix for the runway there, is uh, 57 miles out at this point. So um, I'll be descending rather quickly and uh, getting into Singapore here. Uh, in not too long so I'll uh, update you folks again as I get closer to uh, the final approach here into Singapore and then I'll decide of course how to get to uh, the Puget Sound region um, if I can take a triple seven all the way from Singapore to uh, Seattle I will um, otherwise probably stop over in Tokyo and then uh, 
then from Tokyo on over to the Seattle area. Uh, of course, on our way eventually over there to Liverpool um, and trying to get this around-the-world thing done in less than 42 hours. All right, All right the time has come, my friends, and uh, I'm just 14 miles now out of nylon, descending 800 feet a minute past, uh, descending through 9,700. I got 14 miles to get to uh, nylon and be at about 6,000 feet for that, so I'm going to increase my descent rate here in just a bit. Uh, my speed's down to 214, so it's time for some flaps. Uh, just went all the way down there to flaps 5, and now I'm increasing my descent rate back to 2,200 feet a minute. More flaps. And cut my speed back to 180. Uh, got the ILS dialed in for runway 20 right, frequency 108.90, course 203, and we're going to be going with flaps 30 landing, and touchdown or V-ref speed will be 151, uh, wind correction plus 5 knots, so uh, 156, so my minimum here is probably going to be 160, 180 is a pretty good speed. Uh, to be going into this here. Descending now through 7,800. Uh, currently 203, and I've still got my spoilers out, and I'm actually going to retract or put my spoilers up at armed now for landing. And hopefully that doesn't increase my speed too much. It's increasing it a little bit, compensate with a little bit of flaps. And I can now see the city below me. Uh, the weather going into Singapore right now. Um, five minutes old, 1900 UTC. It's currently 1924, so more than five minutes old. But according to this, five minutes old. Uh, wind 1.2 miles per hour from the west, so a little bit of a crosswind, not bad. Uh, 82 degrees, dew point 79 degrees, uh, temperature felt like 91, atmospheric pressure uh, 2977, 88.9% humidity, a few clouds at 1600 feet, broken clouds at 3000 feet, uh, oh, excuse me, at 30,000 feet, overall visibility greater than 6.2 miles. So, a little bit of clouds coming in, but it shouldn't be too terribly bad. Um, and we've got the DME on the, um, on the arrival now, and we're holding steady 180 knots, and, uh, still descending here. Descending through 5,000, and nylon's coming up uh, in two and a half miles. And we'll be turning, essentially, uh, final here in in a moment. Um, we'll still be out by 10, 15 miles, but that'll be it as far as that goes. Uh, two more degrees of flaps until we're configured for final. Uh, gear still tucked away at the moment. Um, 
descending through 3,900 and we're going all the way down to actually 2,000 at the moment. So we're about, we're coming up on, on 2,000 here pretty quickly and uh, we'll be throttling up considerably and making some noise over Singapore. And uh, currently local time in Singapore is... 3.30 in the morning, so uh, I'm sure they're probably not going to appreciate this noise, but we're going to make it anyway. Alright, here's the turn. And I'm zooming in on my map here. I can see the the runway on the, on the map coming up, so uh, not too long now. In fact, gear down. And we'll do those last flaps 25, flaps 30. And coming up on 2,000 feet now, leveling out, and here comes the power. And here's where we're going to take it all the way down to 165 for approach speed. And I should be able to see the runway coming up here real soon. In fact, I think I see it already. And auto brakes, we're going to set auto brakes to two. And yes, I do indeed see the runway. Level 2,000 feet. And uh, eight miles to go. Just resetting the altimeter there. And the ILS is all dialed in the way it should be. We're on course. Everything's looking good. Runway coming into sight. And uh, autopilot will go off here in just a few minutes. I'm going to hold it here as long as I can. Um, Alright, that'll about do it. So, autopilot's coming off. And auto throttle is now off. Manual landing. I have the airplane.
Looking for the proper taxiway now here to exit the runway. As I say, there was a little bit of a bump on that landing there. I kind of let myself come down kind of hard, but uh, overall, it was a pretty good landing. Uh, very close to center line, all that good stuff. So uh, I'll have to review it, but I, I'm pretty happy with that flight. I'm feeling very confident with this airplane. Want to fly it some more. Damn, 737, fall, fall in love with you all over again. Alright, and I'm now parked at the gate. Sue, so, APU on. And as soon as that low oil pressure warning goes off, there it is. Engine number one cut off. Engine number two cut off. And there we are, another successful flight in the 737-900, and that flight, um, to summarize it now, uh, 3,215 nautical miles, six, that can't be right, hang on. There we are. Uh, 
All right, so that flight, 15,063 nautical miles, 3 hours, 39 minutes. Uh, departure time was 3.56 p.m., and arrival time was 7.36 p.m. Zulu time on Saturday, June 5th. So that does it for this leg. Uh, the next leg will either be Singapore to Tokyo or... A very bold and very long Singapore to Seattle. So uh, we'll find out, and I'll, I'll let you know what the le next leg here is going to be. Uh, fairly quick, I'd imagine. So there we go. Another leg in my round-the-world trip done. Isn't that awesome? Uh, still trying to do round-the-world in 42 hours. We'll, or under 42 hours. Let's see if I can do it. Knick-knack, Jack. Stay tuned. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting virtually on the ground here at Singapore in the cockpit of a 777-200, which I will be flying to Seoul, South Korea. I've changed my plans here. I'm going from Seoul, and then I'm going from Seoul to Seattle, and then Seattle on westward towards Liverpool um, in some legs that are to be determined. So, um, I've got my flight plan if the in the FMC. The APU's already running. I'm sitting at the gate, so it should be time uh, simply for pushback and start. Uh, one last check of the weather here in Singapore. And the weather here in Singapore, wind 280 at 1. Few clouds, 1,500, broken at 30,000, and uh, Q&H, 1007. So, pretty much unremarkable weather. Um, SSA, FMC is set. Our res first restriction is 2,500. 2,500 is in the MCP. The MCP. V2 is 168. 168 is also in the MCP. And... Um, with that, we're ready for pushback. So here we go. Parking brake's coming off. And we're pushing back and now going into the overhead. Ah, uh, ha, 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 ha. APU is running. Uh, the packs are off. Bleed air is auto, left engine is on, right engine is on, and uh, as I say, the packs are off, and we want to go with the left engine first. And it sounds like the left engine is doing its thing. Looking at the pedestal, left engine switch to on. And there goes the left engine. Uh, a lot like starting a 747. Gosh, this is easy. And back to the overhead panel now. Waiting for it to stabilize, actually. 
EST to stabilize. And it looks like it has. Back to the overhead panel now. And start number two. EGT is rising. Going into the pedestal. And run two is coming on. And the N one slowly coming up. There it is. And with that, we have two good engine starts. Boy, I never thought starting a triple seven would be so easy. All right. The altimeter is set, and this just frees us to deal with the radio and set our squat code. Our squat code as poor normal for this thing is going to be 4242. And that's off for now. Which leaves us just to taxi to zero two left. And, uh, oh, turn the APU off. We'll want to do that. So, APU off, and it should automatically, it has already automatically, I believe, switched to um, generated power from the engine. So that's good. And now we got to get the air conditioning back on to make those passengers as comfortable as possible. So left pack auto, right pack auto. And with that done, it is indeed time to taxi. And uh, again, taxiing runway zero to left. Being very careful here as I try and inch my way around this corner. I've got not a lot of space between me and the terminal building here. Gotta remember that while this isn't a 747, this is a indeed a sizable plane. Alright, and we're now clear of the terminal building.
And now we're making our way here on the taxiway towards runway zero two left. Actually on the other side of the airport, so I'm gonna switch it to zero two right. Alright, that switch is made and I'm just continuing my taxi now. Already I can tell you this is the first time I've I'm ever flown this plane and I'm absolutely adoring it. Um, I can tell you I'll be flying this one a lot. Um, I'm just hoping that landing it um, isn't too much of an ordeal. Um, but you know it's a it's a single level plane. Uh, the only variable with with this plane um, is really the, really the structure of it and where where the um, what the spacing is between the the nose wheel and the main gear. Um, that's because that's my biggest variable. Because if if the gap is too big, um, like on the seven five seven, then I find I find I have a really hard time with it and I tend to tail strike a lot. Um, you know, if the gap is just right, uh, 767, I've never had a problem with tail strike. 737, no matter what the variant, I've never really had a problem with that. Uh, 747 even never ha really had a problem with that. 747 is tricky just because of the, um, or at least it, for me it's tricky because of, of where, the, um, where the flight deck is relative to the rest of the plane you're you're up there on the very top of the plane you've got the main gear which you, which you're trying to get down first um all the way at the back of the plane or towards the center of the plane actually so you're trying to trying to focus on getting the center of the plane just at the right angle onto the ground um and that that's a real trick landing a landing a 747 is not an easy thing actually landing an airbus a380 uh, based on where the flight deck is is a lot easier because you don't have to worry about the fact that it's a double-decker airplane It doesn't it doesn't matter. You just have to get the to get the main gear down at the right angle and Really keep in mind that your fuselage is the length it is so you know don't get the angle to be too much um, Because of the tail strike issue, but um, really I think with the 757 it's it's where the no it's it's where the nose gear and the main gear are placed for me and the space in between them that that causes me issues um or at least that i suspect that's the thing and you know we'll, we'll see what uh what happens with the landing here um i know with the landing i just did in the 737 900 i considered it to be a fairly good landing and watching the replays it was maybe um it was a solid land landing a bit of a thump to it um but that's what kind of made it a solid landing uh, but it was probably 500 600 feet a minute um, so, I mean, you were down, and you knew you you were down, and there was a little bit of a bump to it. Um, and I couldn't tell if it was just the run run runway actually being bumpy, um, though I don't think they've modeled that in Flight Sim. Or if uh, I it was because of the hard landing, but, but after I touched down, it, it bumped as I was... As it was bouncing as I was coming down, so I don't know quite what that, what that was about. I'm, I'm curious if I actually... If it modeled damage to the airplane somehow, I didn't think Flight Sim did that, but you never know. Alright, so now I'm coming up on the end of the runway here. It's time to set flaps. Flaps are going to be 20 for takeoff here. 
uh, stopping just shy of the whole short line so I can get my flaps configured. And this is like the 747 display, so uh, that's nice. Uh, I can see I've got flaps 20. My passenger, passenger signs are on. And that just leaves me to turn the... Um, turn the transponder on which I have just done so with that uh, quick check uh, get the FMC out for the takeoff reference um, no we don't want approach reference that's not going to help me Take off. There we go. FMC's a little slow on the uptake. Uh, no. Why are you giving me take off? All right. There we go. All right. So, uh, V1 is 154. VR is 156. V2 is 168, so my magic number I'm looking for is 156, so here we go. Takeoff power is set. LNAV and flight level change are now engaged. So we are taking off 220 knots and starting to bring back the flaps.
beautiful takeoff. Took me a moment there to get the right autopilot buttons hit, but uh, beautiful takeoff. And now we're accelerating. Flaps are up. And gear is confirmed up and off. And sun's coming up as we leave Singapore. And we've now passed 2,500. Uh, it's going to compensate here in a bit, I imagine. Yep, compensating now. Level 2,500, just waiting to pass the next waypoint so we can go all the way up. And I've got traffic to, uh, out to my far left there, no factor. Beautiful airplane. I'm, I'm absolutely in love. And I'm taking a look here to my left, and we got a great view of Singapore. Uh, flight simulator default scenery, of course, but still um, awesome as we're flying so low, just, just leaving the airport here. Gears up and tucked away, level 2,500. And there's the waypoint that we wanted. So, we're going up in altitude now. And going all the way up to flight level 350. Uh, accelerating past some beautiful clouds here. This is fantastic. Alright, set at 350. Climbing almost 4,000 feet a minute now. 230 knots. I'm bumping the speed up to 250 knots. And plane's lowering, lowering the nose accordingly. And now switching here to the progress page. We've got 2,409 miles to go till Seoul. And it estimates that we'll be there at 3.56 Zulu. It is currently 9 or 21.01 Zulu. So uh, almost seven hours, uh, this flight. Uh, of course, that's based on our current speed. And our current speed is 250 knots. So that'll change as soon as we get above 10,000 feet here. In the meantime, though, uh, I absolutely love this plane. This is the PSS 777-200 that I'm flying here. I'll be flying the 300 uh, to cross the Pacific. And uh, this certainly makes uh, these routes more appealing and, you know, some variety um, as opposed to just flying the regular 747. Um, and as I say, if I can find some good payware Airbus planes... Um, I will be very happy because then I can mix that in with the A380 and, you know, do the, do some good 
long haul, uh, ten pushing and tour the world many a many a many a many a many a more times. Um, but I'm accelerating slowly over Southeast Asia here and on my way to South Korea. And uh, again, that's one of those territories where you're hoping no weapons of mass destruction should happen to find your jet. But other than that, um, very pleasant little flight. And looking on the we weather radar here, which is active, no weather to be concerned about. The sun's rising um, in the east over there. And I'm really tracking northeast. And this particular flight won't be won't be tracking east until after I leave uh, South Korea, and that'll be on that next leg. All right, so I just passed 10,000 feet, so I'm free from any speed restrictions. So VNAV is engaged, and with that, um, I'll leave you guys to enjoy whatever else you're gonna enjoy here. Um, and I'll talk to you more. Uh, so far, enjoying the 737 immensely, or the 7777 immensely. Uh, Nick Knack Jack, talk to you guys later. All right, folks, it is Nick Knack, and I am with you here, flight level 350 in the PSS 777200. And we are, as I say, level flight level 350 over the Korean Peninsula, over South Korea to be specific. I just, uh, just got here, South Korea. Uh, I was in the crew rest chambers for quite a while there, and of course we had a uh, pausing experience. Time froze for about eight, nine hours for some reason. I don't know why. It doesn't doesn't make sense. But anyway, um, we are now 77 miles out from uh, Seoul, South Korea, and according to Servinfo, I shall be on the ground in about 23 minutes. And uh, the approach um, is already set up, uh, as it were. Um, right, wrong page. Uh, we're going to be using the bullet arrival, or the bull one tango arrival. Uh, arriving on runway 33 left, uh, the weather last checked. There it is. Uh, let me update this again. Seoul, Korea. So uh, we're, as I say, using the Bowl 1 Tango arrival. And coming on in on runway 33 left. Um, the runway itself is 12,303 feet long. So plenty of space. Um, no less information. I haven't really bothered to look it up because, uh, with the weather reported, not too concerned about it. Should be a visual approach. Um, and we've chosen flaps 25, which gives us a VREF of 165. Um, so that all check and set. Looking at the page, um, we are currently on our way to Bowles, five miles away from Bowles, as it happens. Um, and our first altitude restriction will be 17,000 feet, and that'll be at Ilkjok. And at the moment, we are 56 miles away from the top of descent. And, oh, I was reading from top of descent, not total mileage. Uh, 
150 miles away from Singapore. So, uh, we'll dis be descending very shortly here, and I will uh, check in with you right about the time I do the PA to the fake passengers, which is weird because I'm flying the S-94, which shouldn't have passengers unless they're stowaways. So, um, I don't know what's going on on this airplane. It's a little insane. But, uh... I'll check in with you at that point, and um, until then, uh, enjoy yourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your captain speaking. At this time, we uh, have started our descent into uh, Seoul, South Korea, and uh, we are currently... There we go. We are currently 82 miles out, and... Uh, We'll be on the ground in approximately 15 minutes. Uh, so at this time, we'd like to ask you, please return to your seats. Make sure your seat belts are fastened. Make sure your tray tables are in their upright and locked positions. And make sure your seat backs are upright as well. If you have any carry-on luggage, make sure that it is safely stowed either in the overhead bin bins in front of you or underneath the seat in front of you. Um, and once again, we'll be on the ground in, um, we'll be on the ground in Seoul in about 15 minutes. And, uh, if you are continuing on with us, uh, this plane, uh, will load, uh, will be, uh, unloaded and this will be the aircraft that carries on to Seattle, Washington. So if you are going through to Seattle, Washington, this will be your airplane. Just make sure you stay at the same gate. Um, other connections will be announced at the terminal on the overhead boards, or you may ask a staff member. Uh, once again, you th we thank you for flying out with us, and we'll be on the ground in Seoul, South Korea, in approximately 15 to 20 minutes. All right, with that PA again made to the fake passengers, which doesn't make sense because I'm flying as UPS 1984, uh, that takes care of that. We're doing a little left-hand turn here towards, um, Iljuk. And, uh, passing through 27,000 right now. Uh, over Korea and the peninsula, I gotta say, is absolutely gorgeous. Um, so this should be a good approach. I'm expecting, uh, this, the 777 to land a bit like the 767. Um, I gotta remember that there's a bit more fuselage there. Gotta be careful I don't overflare. Um, and that's really just about not overthinking it, um, just that last little bit before, before the runway. Um, so I'm going to leave this recording for the entire arrival, um, and maybe cut out bits here and there, um, as I deem appropriate after I'm done, since I'm not streaming this live, again, due to software issues, um, and software not owning issues to be proper, uh, again, that donation button on knickknackjack.lipson.com would be very helpful if more people took advantage of that, um, if you want to see better output results, as it were, from these shows. All right, so I am on my descent now, and first, first altitude restriction is 17,000 feet. Um, uh, that old altitude restriction has got to be met in six miles, so, uh, uh, there's a lot of descending to do to get there, um, so I'm gonna put down the mic at this point and, um, just scream and shout so you can hear what's going on. going 
Disengaging autopilot. Speeds right, 168. Going 3-3 left here, so making the final adjustment for that. Plenty of space, so I'm high, but it's all right. Sending through 2700 right now. And going to the cockpit.
representation of the ground, less than a thousand feet. Think rate. Think rate. What do you mean about sink rate? Think rate. Think rate. Think rate. Think rate. I'm up on the ground now. Think rate. Think rate. stopping program. Stopping program not going well. Plane is not stopping. a bad flight as i say uh the plane would not stop once i did get it on the ground i'm wondering if auto throttle was somehow still caught um but other than that um a good flight and uh, a good landing an easy plane to land uh not a problem there so i should have should have an easy time getting it in at seattle um particularly because i know that approach real well um, so that'll be the next leg, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll give you statistics here uh, in the in the next segment here. But other than that, I'm enjoying my trip around the world. And I am now in Seoul, South Korea. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Nick Knack here with FS Ride Along F, uh, Episode 15. We're continuing around the world trip. Uh, we're trying to make it in less than 42 hours, which seems a little hard considering our mileage total should be about 43 hours. Uh, we are currently in Seoul, South Korea on the tarmac. Um, I've switched to the PSS Phoenix Software Simulation 757200. Um, and what I'm going to do here, I'm going to change the plans just a little bit. I'm going to do 757200 to Tokyo, uh, uh, Seoul, South Korea to Tokyo, which is just a short little hop, hour and a half. Uh, give me a feel of this aircraft, see if it's any different than the Captain Sim, see if I like it more. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll hop in the PSS 777 uh, for the leg all the way into Seattle and continue on towards Liverpool from there. So uh, with that said, I've already got the flight plan in there. It's been filed. Uh, it's in the flight management computer. It's a Selka 1A to sell to ENKAS, to SORGA, to SNE, and then to Libas. So, uh, with that said, it is time for engine start. Um, and already I like here that I don't have to set the IRS. Um, it just kind of automatically knows what's going on. So, um, let's see here. We Looks like we've got plenty of... of air in the line so it should just be a matter of setting it to setting the ignition switch to engine number one and hitting ground Let's see if that works I don't hear anything keeping in mind that this is a totally new aircraft oh 
never mind, I do hear something. So, going down to the pedestal, flipping on number one. And there it goes. Well, that was easy. It's just like the triple seven. I'm, as I say, I'm loving and loving, loving, loving this already. Phoenix Simulation, you're my favorite stupid software piracy. All right, so that's number one going. And back to the overhead panel. Number two. And we're waiting for that EGT to rise. Got the EGT, going down to the pedestal, flipping on number two. And, well, we're waiting for the engine there. I'm just going to have a quick glance at the legs page. And there's the second engine for us. Going up to the overhead, APU going off, and looking at the legs page, our first restrictive altitude uh, is actually 520 feet. I'm not going to set the MCP that low. Uh, we got 6,040 feet down the road a little bit, so uh, that's what I'm going to set my MCP for. MCP is set for 6,000 feet, and I've already calculated the V speeds. Our VR is going to be 131, our V2 is going to be 136, so setting the MCP accordingly to 136, our initial climb speed. Oops. And there, that's set. And the weather radar is already active. Um, our squawk code is going to be 4242, so we're going into the radio panel now to set that up. 4242, uh, oops. Alright, 4242 is set, transponder standby, and that just leaves us to check the weather. Um, PSS, I, I, I absolutely love you. Really, software simulate or software piracy fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> right, I'm just gonna send that off and ignore whatever else this is wanting to do. Um, Oh, right, weather. Weather, 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 weather. Uh, let's do it on this page. And we're just burning off some extra fuel here as we sit here and wait for me to check my weather. Normally I wouldn't have obviously started this soon, but uh, good to be up and running. The APU is off. Um, 
And all the doors are checked as closed, so that's good. Taking a moment here. Look around my virtual cockpit. Pretty virtual cockpit. Pretty airplane. Um, now, the thing I just gotta remember, of course, upon landing, no tail strikes. Tail strikes are bad. Don't want to make Joe Dion all upset by hurting his um, 757. His, his, his favorite airplane. Now, of course, he flies the 737-800, which is one of my favorite airplanes, so that works out. Uh, so, right, we're in Seoul, South Korea. It's actually the Seoul Kempo International, I believe. Uh, maybe not. It's RKSI. That's what it is. Give me weather for RKSI. And it doesn't want to meet it. It doesn't want to do it. Well, uh, the weather at Seoul Kemp, which is KSSS, which can't be far away, is... Uh, zero four at three, so that's calm. So I'm fine with three three left. Um, that's what I'll do. That's what I'm set for. Um, so at this point, release brakes, taxi runway three three left. And we're rolling. And while we're taxiing here, I'm going to take the time to set the flaps. And in a second, check the overhead and make sure all my lights are on. Oops, one degree too much of flaps. And up at the overhead. Alright, lights now looking good. 
checking the external view. And we're blinking as we should be. Very gorgeous airplane. And while I'm at it here, flight director on, auto throttle on. LNAV pre-select. And when I get airborne, I'll hit flight level change. And that'll be it. The flight will be on its way. Slowly taxiing here. The most, well, I wouldn't say the most boring part of flight. The most boring part of flight is probably cruise, but one of the less interesting portions of flight is the taxi to the runway. But uh, already, as I say, I love this airplane. Uh, Captain Sim is nothing compared to this airplane. This is, this is fantastic. Um... The thing with PSS is they are now no longer in existence due to software piracy, which is a bummer. Um, not that I haven't pirated my fair share of software, because I have. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all in moderation. You know, you, you, gotta, you gotta be responsible with it and, and play, you know, play an adult when you do that sort of stuff. Um, I don't completely condone it, but I don't completely encourage it either, so... It's one of those things where, as a software developer, you kind of acknowledge that it exists. You're not happy that it exists. You know why it exists. Um, and it can, it can really threaten your, your livelihood. Um, because for a lot of these people, this is what they do for, the, for a living. This is their career. Um, so you got to remember that when you're, when you're trying to get something for the cheap just because you don't have the money in your pocket or, or, well, I mean, if you don't have the money in your pocket, that's one thing I, I consider that a more acceptable excuse, uh, because usually the people don't have the money in their pocket when they want, when they want to have it in their pocket right away, uh, will later, um, will later use that money, uh, to buy the product when they can. Uh, in fact, that's usually what I, what I end up doing is, you know, I, I download something illegally and uh, then later I'd pay for it. Um, in fact, I, I did that initially with many of the uh, PMDG planes, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, they're first just too expensive and so complicated. And it's like, well, I'm not paying 50 bucks for this, you know, just to find out that I don't like it and I'm not going to use it. Uh, nowadays, of course, I, uh, I purchased both the 737 uh, Next Generation from PMDG. One of my favorite planes of all time. And, of course, the 747 Queen of the Skies from PMDG. I, I bought both of those. So, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't a matter of I didn't want to pay for it. It was a matter of I didn't have the money at the time. And when I did have the money, well, what was the first thing I did? Well, I gave them the money. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, as a software developer, you have to understand. Um, you, can't, you can't let it ruin your spirits, as it were. I mean, I, I face the same sort of issue, I suppose, with my music. Um, I don't think anybody's still, still in it yet because nobody values it yet. But if they did, 
uh, chances are people, a significant amount of the, uh, the population would be stealing it. And, um, that's just, it's a part of life. Um, it goes with the territory, as they say. Um, but as I'm saying, uh, this is a fantastic plane and I'm just, I'm just bored out of my mind waiting to, to taxi to the end of this freaking runway. Um, I think it's so ironic that this is such a long runway. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't get stopped in the triple seven by the end of this fucking thing. Uh, it's ridiculous. And I'm still, well, I'm getting to the end of it. I'm, uh, I'm maybe halfway to a quarter, quarter of the way down the runway. Um, but this is, th this is taxing well. I'm going, oh, about 30 knots, maybe a little slower. Um... Airspeed indicators on the Sims don't tend to activate below 30 or 40 knots. But uh, I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm real happy about this. This, Because, see, as I said before, the 757 is a plane that I've never really had the chance to enjoy. And if you give me a good model of it, then I could actually enjoy it. Um, and it won't be just this, this plane that gets skipped. Uh, in between the 7.3 and the 7.6. Because uh, Level D has made me ha very happy with the, their 7.6.7. I, I wish, I wish they had mer more variations of it. You know, 200, 300. Um, I don't think they ever had a 7.6.7.100. Seven, I think uh, it was this, you know, 7.5.7 program started with the 200. And I think the 7.6.7 seven program was the same. Although I may be wrong about that. Um, so yeah, the wind's calm, so I'm going the wrong direction for the wind, but that's not, not really an issue. Um, I can see the route on the... PFD, and it looks like we're going to take off. We're going to do big do big loop around, so that actually makes sense more sense to go the other way. Um, of course, I'm not going to go the other way because it's such a long runway, um, and I'm just now getting to the end of the damn thing. Um, but flaps are set at 20, and in a minute we're going to make our left hand turn. Turn on our transponder, and we'll be out of here. There it is, our left-hand turn coming up. Turning on the A4. And hold short line. Which allow me to turn on the transponder. And do all the other stuff I need to do. Alright, check the overhead panel. All the lights, landing lights are on. Taxi lights are on. Logo, don't need that on. Um, so the overhead looks good. APU is... Oh, engine switch to both. Um, APU is off, so we're done with the overhead panel.
checking the radio stack there. Transponder is now on and active. And last thing to do is set the auto brakes. Auto brakes set to RTO. All right. V1 128 VR 131 V2 is 136 so uh, here we go Just get lined up And we are looking good on initial climb. And we'll be turning here for a minute. In a, or for a minute. Bleh, in a minute. Gears up and lock and off. And I'll be taking the flaps up one notch here. Going flaps 15. Speed's going up to... 190. Now looking at the legs page. Uh, our speed restrictions all the way up to 250, so we'll start accelerating to 250. A left turn should be coming up any moment here. Flaps coming up again incrementally. Passing through 2,800. And there's that left turn I was talking about. Flaps coming up again. Out over the ocean now, just on the eastern, no, ski, uh, yeah, eastern side of the, no, western side of the peninsula, because we're turning east towards Japan, which is so weird. And climbing through 4200 now, flaps all the way up, we got ourselves a clean airplane. 
250 knots. And still in the middle of that turn. Climbing almost 4,000 feet a minute now. Kind of like a homesick angel it is. And you can see the Korean Peninsula up off to our left here as we're making this turn. The unfortunate thing about being a pilot is uh, during the, the most interesting uh, part of flight, you generally have to uh, pay attention to the instruments so you don't get to see it. And I've got traffic ahead. Uh, Singapore Airlines 28. Um, I'm turning here. I may have to adjust just what I'm looking at here as I'm turning. Um, keep an eye out straight out for him. Um, now I'm headed almost directly towards him. And of course the airplane has decided that now is the time it's, it's going to cease turning now that we've got traffic directly in front of us. Alright, keeping an eye on the traffic, we're above a thin little cloud layer here. And switching view modes here. Um, our next restriction is 9,300. So we're going up in that direction which should help with the traffic anyway so back into flight level change and now we're making a left hand turn and that traffic now has turned into a white diamond um, and I'm trying to remember what that means Hopefully that means that we're not about to run into him as we turn sharply here. Just the other side of the runway. Um, I'm assuming because it isn't screaming traffic, 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 that we're okay. Uh, making a very sharp turn here as we go the other side of the runway. And turning now almost parallel to the airport on a downwind leg and we're, what we're doing now here is we're actually turning crosswind traffic no factor now and clearly clearly see that that's not going to be an issue I think um, he may be landing I don't know what he's doing I'm kind of curious about that but uh, all right and we're on the up and up here uh, intercepting course and on our way out of Korea or well across the Korean Peninsula to leave Korea one of those you gotta go west to go east situations um, and now checking our altitude we are indeed at 9300 and now it looks like we're cleared to go up to flight level 370 so that is exactly what I am going to do engage flight level change while I'm setting it 
to that altitude. Alright, 370 is now set on the MCP, we're climbing at 4,000 feet a minute, we just passed 10,000, so VNAV, and uh, that's it for the departure from Singapore. Um, I'll talk to you guys either once I reach cruising altitude or uh, maybe right about top of descent, um, but I should view, enjoy the view of Korea and it shouldn't be long. Uh, probably an hour and 20 minutes, hour 15 minutes here before I arrive into Tokyo. Enjoying the PSS 757. This is Nick Knack Jack, FS Ride Along. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your captain speaking. At the moment, we have just begun our descent into Tokyo. So at this time, we're going to have to ask you to please return to your seats. And uh, make sure those seat belts are fastened securely. Point your tray tables up in their upright and locked position. And of course, make sure that your luggage is stowed either beneath the seat in front of you or in those overhead luggage compartments. And um, at this time, we are... Oh, 127 miles out of Tokyo and should be on the ground uh, about 15, 20 minutes. Um, currently, Tokyo weather uh, winds are variable and uh, 1.5 meters per second. Uh, temperature is 23 degrees and dew point 17 degrees. Uh, feels like 24 out. Um, atmospheric pressure is 1017 millibars. Uh, 69% humidity. There are a few clouds. Um, at 2,000 feet, broken clouds. Uh, on the ground there, uh, a little bit of fog. Overall visibility, uh, 6.2 miles or 10 kilometers. So, uh, not better. Bad weather. Uh, getting into uh, Tokyo there once we again, we just have to ask you to return to your seats, put your tray tables in their upright and locked position, and make sure that the uh, plane is all ready to go for landing. Uh, once again, we'll be on the ground in Tokyo in about 15-20 minutes. Meantime, sit back, relax, Enjoy the flight, and we thank you for flying with us today. So, with that PA done to my pretend passengers that really don't exist because I'm flying a freight model, um, I am descending through 23,000, descending at about, oh, uh, 3,000 feet. Oh, no, almost 4,000 feet a minute. I'm going down like a rock uh, to get down here. Uh, in time, it's a it's a quick descent pattern. Um, Alice, sorry, dialed in uh, my VREF. It's going to be a flaps 25 landing uh, for a speed of 131, 
and the ILS frequency 111.9 and the course is 337 that's set and dialed in um, and other than that uh, just watching as the plane descends here and getting ready for um, the approach and um, I got to remember of course not to over flare it um, that is that is a problem I have with the 757 um, and we'll see how this plane lands um, I'm also going to be very very wary of the stopping uh, especially after my experience with the 757 going to try and touch down on the numbers if at all possible give myself as much room as humanly possible um, but with as quick as this descent is going to be I'm just going to leave the mic open and set it down here in a minute uh, right now, passing through 18,000 feet and still descending uh, about 3,200 feet a minute. Uh, speed is 308 knots. Um, I'm expecting the speed to kind of dissipate here in a bit, and as well as the descent rate to drop um, in just a bit. Um, I'm sure those passengers, if there were passengers, would be a little bit uncomfortable with this descent rate, but when you gotta get down, you gotta get down. Uh, and dropping like a rock is kind of fun anyway. So, uh, view of Japan here, uh, while I get a chance to look, is quite quite good for FS9 scenery. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. So, uh, it's been a good flight. A uh, short little thing. I was able to get some, some work done, but not much, um, on some other things and kind of dreaming of future trips. Um, I'll definitely do more while I cross the Pacific and uh, head for Seattle here, uh, which will be the next leg that I do. And uh, that'll probably be one where I actually get to take a nap and sleep and watch Star Wars and all that good stuff. So uh, coming down here, so uh, it's time to pay attention and actually do some work. Flying work, that is. I've been I've been doing other kinds of work in the meantime. That's the great thing about flight sim is how much work it can get done in different capacities throughout the the cycle of flight as it were. So now it looks like as I look at the map, I'm actually crossing directly over the runway right now, and it's going to come out, circle around, and it's going to do a loop, uh, which is an interesting way to approach it. I'm probably, I'm sure I probably just entered the star wrong, but it is an interesting approach and uh, a very scenic one at that, so uh, that works for me. Um, right over the airport at the moment, uh, I can see Tokyo just below me, and it'll be a great way to enter the city. I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Um, I've got 39 miles to go to my next waypoint, and descent-wise, I'm just coming up to 11,000 now. Um, got to change some things, slow the hell down, uh, get out of flight level change, and get into vertical speed. Back that down to 1,800 feet a minute, and back way the hell off on the speed, all the way down to 250. And speed brakes.
Or at least I thought I was applying speed brakes. Apparently not. There we are. Speed brakes are extended. And there we go. The airspeed's dropping now. Uh, just passing through 9,000 now. Or getting up to 9,000. Uh, looking at the legs page. Uh, the next firm figure it gives me is 3,700. So I'm going to lower, lower to that now. On the MCP setting. All right, 3,700 is dialed in. We're continuing to descend at 1,800 feet a minute. And the um, spoilers are going back to armed. Put them away as we don't need them anymore. Doing 253. And we'll dial it down to 240. Actually, I'm going to dial it even further down to 220 on the speed. And relax a little bit on the descent rate. 1,200 feet a minute. And we're down to 257, speed slowly decreasing. Just waiting for the uh, right speed to bring in the flaps. Um, I got a good 46 miles before I have to be be at my next descent point here, so I'm going to back off to 800 feet a minute, so that speed can slowly taper off like it should, descending through 6,300 now, and we're now over the Pacific Ocean. Tokyo immediately behind us, and we're just going to loop around for the approach. Whether this is a realistic approach or not, I'm not sure, but I don't, not too concerned about it. It'll add some mileage overall, but it's a it's a cool approach, so that's fine. Um, and FlightAware, or VatAware, was finally able to figure out my route. Um, so it takes us over Tokyo and then turns us back around, essentially, is, is what it's doing here for the approach. And we got, uh, Tokyo weather down, dialed in. And we got a little bit of haze down there. Um, it's not horrible, but there is still a little bit of haze. And it's sending through 5,300 5, now. Um, speed's getting down there, so flaps one. And speed brakes are extended. Apparently, think that's thinks that's a bad thing. I don't know that they're extended very much, but it thinks they are, so I'll just lift them up a tad bit. Make sure there's still an arm, an arm position for touchdown. 
because I'm going to need them. Um, now down to 220, which is exactly what my speed hold's set at, and I'm going to leave it there um, for the moment. So far, we've flown 683 miles, been in the air an hour and 39 minutes. Um, I don't think we're going to make our, our goal of 42, less than 42 hours around the world, but um, yeah, hopefully it'll be close. Hopefully it'll be close. Um, but this was a fun little leg. Uh, decent bit of ocean to kind of zone out over. Uh, Korea was beautiful. And then flying over Japan. Um, it just kind of popped out of nowhere. I was doing something else, and then suddenly I looked in front of me, and hey, there's Japan. Um, and so flying over Japan was neat. Um, and you neat just going right over Tokyo and then doing the, the loop back as, as we're doing here. Um, the loop outward. Getting to our outward point here is taking a little longer than I would, than I would like. Um, but that's all right. We'll be, we'll be plenty ready for final approach when it hits, so... Um, it's still warning me about the speed brakes being extended. So I'm going to check on the pedestal. See how extended they are. Um, they're in the arm position, so... Um, that's where they need to be. Um, so I don't really don't, don't care if the jet likes them being there or not. That's where they are. As far as I'm concerned, uh, 10 miles to Libra, or actually 9 miles to Libra. And once we hit Libra, we'll be turning around and heading towards the runway. So it's just, just a matter of waiting. Now, uh, level 3700. Um, Checking my VRAF again. Uh, my final speed is going to be 131. So what I'm going to do here is, while I'm still level, I'm going to go down to 180 on the speed. And this is going to warrant more flaps. There they are, and more flaps still. We're all the way down to flaps 15 now. And it's warning me about the speed brake still, and I still don't care. And five miles go to go now to Libra. And it's estimating our arrival at 2.08 Zulu, uh, computer standard time. Uh, 1.14 actual Zulu at this point is what VataWare is estimating. Um, I think it'll be a little bit later than that, but not much. Um, three miles to go now to Libra. Waiting, waiting for the airplane to turn. 
and there it is turning now at Libra 20 miles to go to Charlie Victor Charlie 07 and 52 miles to the airport itself at this point And speed's going to come back now to 150. It really doesn't like those speed brakes. <laughs> and waiting for the next point on the flaps here. And there it is. Flaps now 20. And flaps 25 for final, so. Uh, waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. Flaps 25. Uh, now warning me that my gear is not down. And I'm not ready to bring my gear down. Thank you, though. I can fly the airplane. Really, I can. Alright. So now glancing at the external of the airplane to get an idea of the angle of attack. The angle of attack is pretty good. Um, so I need to recall this uh, when I go into flare is that there's really not much flaring. Uh, maybe even no flaring at this angle of attack that needs to be done. Uh, really because I'm, I'm pretty close to my... Well, not but I'm close enough to my stall speed that the angle of attack's really high, so I need to remember this as I'm going in. Um, the demon of this particular airplane. Um, so, 49 miles to go. I'm going to lower my gear at about 25 miles. And uh, it's estimating now arrival of 206 Zulu. Uh, that's more like it. ETA on Vataware is 117. It's now 113. That's about right, I would think. Going back into the uh, virtual cockpit here. Not much to see at the moment as I am out over the Pacific, but that'll, that'll change as I'm getting closer here. I think I'll probably land in the 2D cockpit view. I know it's not quite as accurate, but it's uh, it's what I'm used to after flying flight sim for all these years. So it's it's what you get. Um, but really, I, I've enjoyed this plane. I like this one a lot more than the Captain Sim. Um, it simulates all the stuff that I'm interested in without going too in deep in depth and in detail and you know you, you do you generally hit the right dials to start the engines the engine starts um, you know and that's that's what I want you know I generally do all the detailed things I need to do to set the the flight plan in the FMC but not every every single thing you don't need to 
have every single thing modeled there. Um, you know, just just a fair modeling of, of, of you know, an approximation of what you would actually be doing. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to actually fly in a real simulator. Uh, uh, fuck, even the real airplane. But, uh, you know, since I'm not doing that and that's, it's not, it's, it, that's not actually what I'm doing, you know, there are some corners here and there that you can cut and it can still be a good experience. So, um, now I'm checking the config for the auto brakes. Um, given my last experience, I'm going to set auto brakes higher than I normally would. I'm going to actually set them at 3. And really be prepared to come into manual, manual breaker, braking earlier than I normally would. Because I normally wait quite a while on rollout before I start, I start manually hitting the brakes. Um, but I'll, I'll pretty much do that uh, really as soon as the mains touch down this time around. I uh, just don't want a repeat experience. Alright, now looking at the legs page, we're still at 3,700. Um, it wants me to cross Cosmo at 4,000. Why it tells me to descend 3,700 before that, I don't know. Um, so really, I get to stay where I'm at till, till right about uh, the 8 mile final. Um, so that's fine. It's just really going to be a slow ride in uh, at 150 knots. I slowed down earlier than I probably should have, but that's all right. Slowly getting there. Uh, 38 miles to go now. And we're going to be turning uh, southeast here in a minute. So I guess you can just kind of take this moment here to enjoy the view. The coast is coming up. Um, I can kind of see it below the haze. The haze is not real fun, I got to say. And that's, I doubt that's going to help with the landing here. Um, as I say, I'm going to try and nail it right on the numbers this time. Uh, we'll see how, how successful I am at that. Uh, but I can see that the coast is coming up, so that's good. And our next waypoint here is coming up as well. Um, coming up in three, less than three miles now. And then we'll be making a left turn and a right turn on final. So base leg is coming up. Base leg for runway 3-4 left at Tokyo. And, you know, I've been real bad uh, on these flights about not making my, my calls. Uh, that should be. In fact, I'm not even on Unicom.
Add that sim pilot. Alright, now we're set at 122.8. Just kind of monitoring it. Uh, 0.7 miles till we make a left turn here. Actually, the left turn is probably going to start ahead of that. And there it is. There's a little bit of altitude in the turn. Even the autopilot is not perfect. Mm, waving around a little bit here in the turn. Waiting for the autopilot to kind of figure it out. Ready to take the controls if necessary. But I would prefer not to really until we're established on final there. It's only about 1,600 feet of me flying the <laughs> aircraft vertically. The 800 feet above the runway on departure and the 800 feet above the runway on arrival. And actually, it's you know, usually I'll hand fly it longer than that on arrival, but it's usually about the size of it. Thirty-two miles to go, so gear will be coming down shortly. Had to kind of give the autopilot a little bit of a kick there wasn't registering that we had just passed one, one of the waypoints there, so kicked it and said, yes, Beans is over here, turn towards Beans. So now, now we're really on base leg here. And the autopilot really, um, that's really my only criticism of this plane here so far is the autopilot does a crummy job of keeping the plane where it should be. Um, bouncing all over the place with the turns and whatnot. Uh, beans in eight miles. And looking at the progress bar, 25 miles, gear down. And waiting on those three greens. That took a while. Alright, three greens. Gear down and locked. Confirmed. Speed brakes are set at three. Looking down at the pedestal there. Speed brakes are armed. And I'm actually going to put them... Nope, not that much. I'm going to put them slightly under-armed. 
slightly extended, not much. Just making sure that they deploy on touchdown, because um, I need them. And uh, 23 miles to go now. Uh, six miles to Beans. Making a right hand right hand turn for final here in uh, just a few moments. See the coast at the right hand window. Memo to self again, don't overflare, don't overflare, don't overflare. Looking at that angle of attack, it's a, it's about right for final flare now. So it's essentially just a matter of keeping the angle of attack the same and, and touching down uh, 300 feet a minute or less if I can. Still holding the solid 150 knots, 3,700 feet. And Beans is now three miles away. And zooming in on the, the PFD. Going to use that as an aid in uh, landing here. The ILS is alive. Two miles to go till Beans, now one mile to go to Beans. And close the EFIS display there. And now less than one mile to Beans, which activates the next waypoint, a beach. Two miles to go to that. Checking the legs page. Again, we don't. It says at 4,000 at Cosmo. Cosmo is going to be our next waypoint after Beach here. And then after that, uh, Charlie Foxtrot 3 4 left is the last waypoint. And they stayed across that 2,700 fields at 190. So, uh, really. Uh, Charlie Foxtrot, 3-4 left is where I'll, after crossing that waypoint, uh, the autopilot will come off and it'll be uh, my airplane. Alright, right hand turn now, going towards final. Uh, glancing out the window in virtual cockpit now, looking for the runway. haze is going to be problematic, I can guarantee you. Uh, ground speed 158, airspeed 150. Cosmo in three miles.
In a second here, I'll have to start shouting because I'll have to put the uh, mic down. Look at the clock. It's uh, 127 Zulu, so this approach is definitely taking longer than it should have. Uh, but then again, that's that's always the way it goes with approaches. And they always take longer than you expect. You know, the important part is to get the airplane down in one piece safely. Not, not trying to rush it. Because if you try and rush it, you end up as a uh, pile of rubble on the tarmac, and you don't want that. So don't rush it. Don't don't rush it. All right. Now four miles to go till Charlie Foxtrot three four left. So definitely looking for the runway now. And I'm gonna put the microphone down. Proving much easier for approach already. Just remember, don't overflare, don't overflare.
thousand. Sink rate. Sink rate. Sink rate. Sink rate. One hundred. Thirty. Twenty. Ten. And we're down. Same problem, really. Not stopping with the dam. But there we go. Seems to be just a characteristic of the airplane manufacturer. But we are off, and uh, we did it relatively gracefully, too. And it was a nice soft, touch, soft touchdown. So that was good, and we didn't we didn't uh, didn't tail strike or anything. So that was beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we welcome you to Tokyo. We hope you have enjoyed your flight. Please remain in your seat with your seatbelt fastened until we have uh, securely parked the plane and arrived at the gate. Alright, with that, uh, I am done with recording. And the next leg will be from Tokyo to... Um, da -da 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 -da. Uh, Seattle. That'll be the next leg in our around the world trip. Uh, thanks for joining me and I uh, hope you enjoyed it.